um, you had heard a knock on the door. So it's actually going to be like a bang, 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 loud knock. No oh boy. And you recognize that this is uh, Harry's brother, Leo. Just like it says on the door, we have solved your misery. So he's not... It was I just... retrieved the Dragero <laughs> You see his face sinks. The city's a hard place to live for anybody above ground. Uh, we're working that Cali case, so uh, I think we ought to start at the college. What do you want with Yavelda? Why do you keep asking about my friend? Looking into a missing person, Callie Fortbright. She's probably just off with her boyfriend or something. Uh, you notice a halfling who you recognize um, as the person who bumped into you. Okay, you see he starts sprinting away from you. So you barrel through this potion cart um, and one of the potions splashes all over your face. You immediately feel super drunk. Listen, buddy, I'm looking for Callie, and if you're caught up in this, you're going down. Callie is my girlfriend. I I don't know where she is right now. We were supposed to go out last night. She totally stood me up. She's got a, a couple of friends, uh, Yvelda and Alessa. Gunther, is there anywhere I can reach you if we have any follow-up questions? Give him your business card, your incantation. Yeah. I really don't want to talk to Alessa. You know you have to do that. Alright, but you're gonna take lead on this one. We talked to Gunther and uh, he hasn't seen Callie today either. You want to revise your statement? <sighs> Callie's mom is totally overbearing. She freaks out about the tiniest little thing. I don't know where she is. It's probably nothing. Are we done now? Well, I hate to say it, but you have been pretty insightful. <laughs> Um, you see, Hildy says, um, all right, well, I promise you a break. Honestly, that bar from last night did have really good beer. It's not too far from here. Gotta let this one marinate. Yeah, we gotta let it marinate. So I am back. You are back. Um, so we're going to pick up again uh, with uh, Ewan and Hildy. So you guys are taking a break from following leads. Um, the trail's kind of gone cold at this point, And Hildy really liked the beer here. Um, so you guys are back again at Snaggletooth Sound, uh, that dockside bar from the prior night. Uh, it's much emptier at this hour of the day. There's only two other customers in the dining room. Um, and you guys kind of get a table... You sit around, maybe sipping drinks and kind of resting for a while. Um, so you can have your short rest, not that you used a whole lot of it. Which, I should mention, don't forget to use your, like, your bardic inspiration and stuff. Because you could use that on some rolls and whatnot. Ah, uh, so, yeah, you're Yeah, right. we gotta think about out-of-combat uses for your, for your utility stuff. Um, so I'm, I don't think you can give Bardic Inspo to yourself unless you have something that lets you do that. Um, but, yeah. but I would also be willing to, for this miniseries, just allow that. I mean, it's only us, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can always balance the game for yeah. one person. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, if you ever want to use Bardic Inspo on yourself, you can just make a note that you are allowed to do that in this, uh, in this miniseries. Um, and so you guys hang out for about an hour, you get your short rest, um, and then after that hour of just kind of resting, 
Hildy gets up um, and she offers to go get lunch for the two of you. Um, so she's going to run out to like a sandwich shop and, and bring you back some Sammies. I'm trying to keep a low profile because it just occurred to me that I uh, might run into uh, Harry again. Okay, so you sink down in into your seat um, and Hildy's like, what's the matter? You don't want sandwiches? We can get something well, else. Uh, well, there's a big guy who frequents here who uh, may have seen us spying on him last night. Um, you see, she like looks around, um, then she looks back at you, and she goes, Do you want me to stay? Yeah, go ahead. I can take care of myself. She nods at you, and then she goes, Okay, so just like your usual, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna elaborate on what that is. You're gonna let me do it? Sour cream Broccoli pickle and sandwich. Butter. <laughs> okay. We went totally different directions. <laughs> okay, broccoli and peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, yeah, the broccoli, yeah, broccoli and peanut butter. Okay, I got you. Um, she waves and, and heads out to go get you guys some sandwiches. Um, and you kind of, like, pull your hat a little bit over your eyes and nestle yourself into the corner. Um, so why don't you roll uh, maybe, like, a perception or an insight check since you rolled insight last night to get a vibe for the for the bar that is a 25 insight. nice um you see the bartender uh is behind the counter and he's just kind of washing glasses um but you do see as he's washing glasses he kind of like peeks up at you every once in a while it's very very subtle so it's good that you rolled high um but he's just kind of like looking over at you Hmm. Okay. I'll uh I'll go up and talk to the man. Okay. Um so you get out of your seat um and you walk over to the bar. Uh you pass one of the people who are in the bars just sitting there um drinking alone very silently. Um and you approach the bartender. He looks up at you, but he doesn't say anything. I'm uh working down here uh, doing an investigation. You heard any uh, scuttlebutt about Fort Bright shipping? Um, you see the bartender um, leans it over the table, and he says, "Zabair, right?" What did she? What did he say? Zabair, right? Zabair. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't smirk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tickled. <laughs> so no. tickled. Hey, uh, Draconut fan, I take it? Yes, I recognize you, Zubair. You were very good in your day, I see. You have new job. Uh, he looks you up and down. Um, yeah. and you see he, like, kind of, like, uh, snivels his nose a little bit, like he can smell you. <laughs> Then, we're in an oxide bar. I feel like stinky people are. Yeah, but you're off. a different kind of stinky. Like you've been wearing your clothes since yesterday. Not like stink from the ocean. He says, "I give you some advice." Hmm. Never turn down advice. This profession, it gets you enemies. At worst, it gets you killed. I know. Um, and you see, he kind of nods at you. Um, and you're kind of looking at him, um, and as you're looking at him, uh, you hear the door, like, pfft, um, so it just, like, slams open, hits the wall. 
Um, and you see the bartender gives you a look. <laughs> very, a very Italian look, where he raises his eyebrows and makes that little pouty lip. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. So, I, without looking, without turning around completely, I just, like, look over my shoulder. Okay. Um, why don't you roll a perception check? It's a ten. Um, you see, uh, like, blurred kind of figures. Um, your, your, your peripheral vision, uh, is not as good as it used to be. And you do hear somebody, because they're not doing a very good job of keeping quiet, um, you hear somebody say, What do you mean, pictures? Um, and then you hear some, like, grumbling, basically. Ugh. Pictures. Do I recognize the voice? No. So you're, you're kind of leaning over at the bar. If you're trying to remain unseen, why don't you roll a stealth check? Yeah, sounds good. Seven. <laughs> so with your seven stealth check, you, like, tried to peek over your over your shoulder but you couldn't get a good look so you like picked up your drink and like leaned on the counter and like twisted your whole torso <laughs> to like get a look but still trying to be casual you get a full view now of uh the man you feared the most which was harry uh this uh part goliath man is walking in and following behind him is one of those tiefling thugs from the prior night specifically the one with the broken horn um, and he's the one who was like, what do you mean, pictures? Um, and uh, you see they're, like, walking, like, they're about to go into a, a booth, like, slide in there and maybe talk in some hushed tones. Um, but he uh -huh. stops dead in his tracks as he sees you. And he goes, that's him right there! That's the man taking the pictures! <laughs> totally different voice. Um, and you see the tiefling looks at him and goes, what? Um, and you see Harry... Um, just like eyes bulging, you know, like red in his eyes, um, clenching his fists, he just starts uh, moving towards you. So go ahead and roll initiative. Oh boy. Nice. Got a five. Nice. Man, how many times can I roll under 10? <laughs> it's really sad at the level you're at. Yeah. Okay, so he got a 12. Perfect. Um, so first up in the order is actually Harry. Um, it's it's clear to you he's tweaking right now. Um, you see he's he's coming at you with just like a blind, mindless rage. Um, maybe a feeling that you that you kind of know. Um, so he is going to walk up to you. Um, and you see he reaches on his hip. He's like a dock worker. Um, you get the sense that he he chops wood to build the dock. Um, so he has a big great axe on his belt. Um, he pulls the great axe out and catches it in his hands, and he's gonna swing at you. So he got a 15, so he's gonna hit you on his first attack, um, which is five slashing damage, and you as a barbarian can recognize that he is in a rage. He's rage! So that's his bonus action to enter the rage, um, and then we'll hit you one more time. That's a 20. Ooh! Okay, so eight plus 16, that's 24 damage total. Yeah, and you're not in a rage, so that's full damage. Um, he's he's like laser focused on ending you. It's very flattering. <laughs> Next up would actually be the thug. Uh, you see the thug sees him attack you, and he goes, "Oh shit!" Um, and he turns around to like run out of the bar. So for all intents and purposes, unless you're gonna chase after him, he's like out of initiative. Alright, sounds good. So next up is you. 
I am going to rage. Mm -hmm. You take these couple of slashes, um, and you look down at, at your bleeding wounds and at this guy who's got this drug problem, and you were just hired to do a job, and you enter a rage. <laughs> Listen, buddy, it's nothing personal. It's just business. <laughs> just business. Now you're making it personal. You don't want to see me get personal. <laughs> You took pictures of me! My brother kicked me out! I think he had a pretty good reason. Maybe you should try not sticking your nose in other people's business! That's enough talking. Alright, what are you gonna do? I will attacking him. You Got grab your trident. Um, and 11 does not hit. Um, you try to stab at him uh, with your trident. Um, it's like his skin is just so thick. So, can I use Reckless Attack now, knowing that the attack missed, or would I have to declare it beforehand? So, usually you would have to declare it beforehand, but since this is your, your first time, I'll let you roll again. Good. First time being a barb. Plus, I have nice. two attacks anyway, Yeah, right? you do have two attacks. Um, okay, so, the 24 will hit. So, so you, like, push into his stomach, his skin's very thick, and then you're like... Uh, and you just push him harder and it, it goes in for eight piercing we'll go with another one should also have advantage that's a 19 uh 19 hits and another 10 piercing do i wait i get bonus to damage while i'm raging right yeah, global damage modifier rage damage. Oh, so if you okay. click that, it'll automatically do it. But we'll just add four to the total for now. Um, so 22, 22 damage. Okay, um, so you stab into him twice uh, with your trident. Um, you see it, it does a lot of damage and Harry looks hurt, um, but his uh, whatever he's on right now is making him feel pretty invincible. Um, so he is going to keep coming at you. And he gets advantage because yeah. I use records. That is true. It's 14 on the first one, which misses. And a 17 on the second one, which hits. Um, for 17 damage. Um, but the slashing is halved, so 10 damage total. Um, he continues hacking at you while he's pierced with your, with your trident. Um, and he's like, you ruined everything! I've heard that one before. <laughs> now it's your turn, you. I think I'm just gonna do it again. Do I'm gonna do, uh, Reckless, because I don't think there's a limit. Yeah, no. You can do it. Damn. 27 Ooh, and a 28. Wow, those will hit. Attack. Absolutely. So 13 on the first one. Ooh, but he does take half of that piercing because he's raging. And then uh, half of that, so five on the second one. Um, you stab into him a couple more times. Um, you see he, he does look um, like he's got these big gaping wounds that are gushing. He might not realize that he's in a bad spot, um, but you, you definitely realize uh, that he's in a bad spot. Um, and uh, just as you are, are making this uh, realization, basically, and seeing in his eyes that he's not going to quit, um, you hear the door swing open, um, and you see Hildy steps in, and she's holding a sandwich in each hand. 
she walks in and she sees the seriousness of the situation and she's gonna try to jump into initiative so we're gonna roll for her nice an 11. so unfortunately she is still gonna go after harry um so harry like doesn't even register that she's come in um he's so laser focused on you um since you're still using reckless he's still gonna hit you with advantage 18 22 so 13 damage um, from him swinging his axe at you. Um, and then it's Hildy's turn. Um, and she, you see she holds her hand out and she's like, stop! Um, and she's going to cast Hold Person on um, on Harry. He's going to make a wisdom saving throw. Here goes up. That is a 14, um, which is exactly her DC. Oof. Unfortunate. Um, so you see he kind of like slows for a second he's like trying to lift his axe again to hit you um, and you're like maybe I'm in the clear um, and then uh, he breaks out of it and Hildy's like fuck and then it's your turn alright I'm gonna take the trident out of him mm -hmm. and just sort of hold it at attention and cast vicious mockery Okay. So it's an EC 16 whiz save. He's gonna make another whiz save. Ooh, a 17! So it's a 16 yeah. save. So you try to talk shit. What do yeah. you say? I'm gonna say, don't blame me for ruining your life. You did it all on your own. You see, um, it's like it just doesn't get through. Um, it's a, it's a powerful message, but he's so blinded right now. Uh, and then... Bonus action, bardic inspiration to uh, Hildy. Okay. You bardically inspire Hildy. Um, next up is his turn, um, but this time you didn't reckless attack him, so he's gonna reckless attack. Because fuck you, that's why. 19. 10. Um, but it's tab, so 6. Another 19. You're just getting hacked at. For 5, 6, 7, 8 damage he's just trying to wear you down like he's just like hitting you repeatedly um next up is hildley's turn um she's got bardic inspiration um actually i should be having you play hildy right we're in combat so take a quick look at hildy's character she she could try the whole person again yeah just, i don't know what's gonna stop this guy yeah let's do that okay um so she tries to cast hold person again um harry's gonna make another wisdom saving throw see if luck is on his side I rolled with advantage, which I shouldn't have done, so that would be a three. Um, so he fails this one. You see he freezes in place. Um, and Hildy goes, oh, thank God. Um, and she looks at you and she goes, are you okay? We should get out of here. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's leave. We can get, what, like 60 feet away before he can even make another save? Yeah. Um, you see he's like in this, oh, no. like, you're he's up against 25. the bar. Um, and he's, like, in this, uh, pose to, like, smash down on you again with his great axe. Um, and you just kind of scoot to the side. Um, and the bartender looks at you with this, like, I told you so kind of face. Um, and you guys eek out of the building. Um, so he is, uh, presumably making saves, but I'm gonna let you guys get away. Yeah, because I'm assuming once we break line of sight, he doesn't really know where to find us. Yeah, once you break line of sight, he's probably just going to throw chairs around and stuff. <laughs> you know, and okay. just... I feel bad for that bartender. Be, be toxic. <laughs> um, I should just so... go back and give him, like, a signed picture or something. 
<laughs> that's that's vicious mockery. Um, so you guys run out, and then Hildy turns around and runs back in, and grabs your sandwiches off the table, and then runs back out. Um, and you guys run maybe a few blocks away before you're finally like feeling safe again, and you know taking some deep breaths. I just thought of something because of uh, saying I should give him a signed picture. I feel like uh, er, uh, Ewan has like a picture of himself, like his team picture from his playing days on his desk at work but it's turned face down (laughs) that's too good it's like it's one of the uh dragero types and it's like a cushion frame (laughs) yeah yeah. when you when you slam it down you don't slam it down too hard though because that'll really break no yeah (laughs) gotta be careful (laughs) okay um so you guys uh managed to get away uh from harry and the consequences of your of your action and your profession um, you guys are walking through the city streets, I imagine, just, like, munching on uh, sandwiches. Um, and as you guys are walking around, um, you you are kind of getting a vibe for the city. So, like I said, there's all these trees, all these plants, all these wildflower medians, and a lot of, a lot of buildings are just, like, covered in ivy. And, in fact, you pass a building um, that's covered in ivy, but then, like, cropped away like some kind of nature graffiti. Um, and it says, wake up! And then you see the exclamation point, like, extends into a little, like, devil tail. Mm. Um, Hildy just kind of, like, nods. She's, like, eating her sandwich as you guys are walking. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a pretty busy town, and now you're walking around in the daytime. Um, so there's, like, also, like, there's a lot of horse and buggies that are passing by you, um, and there's also, like, bulletins and people uh, handing out newspapers. Get your paper! <laughs> Alright. I'll grab a paper. Okay, you're gonna grab a paper. Throw him a gold. Yeah. Thank you, mister! <laughs> um, you grab a paper, um, and you flip it open, um, and you see there are a few, a few different headlines. One of them is, uh, Utopia Exchange finalizes deal to open stores in multiple cities. Another one is, uh, and all of these you can look deeper into if you want to, um, but I'm just going to read the headlines. Um, One of them says, play Children of Twilight in town this week only. Utopia Exchange. So you can roll a history check if you want to see if you know what Utopia Exchange is. What was the other one? Play Children of Twilight in town this week only. Um, you see Hildy, like, stops for a second at the bulletin. Anything interesting on there? Um, she, like, picks a paper off and shows it to you. Um, and you see it says, Wanted! This man! And then it's, like, a crude sketch of a a man with horns, um, but one of them's broken. And she, like, gives you a knowing look. Um, and then you see at the bottom, there's, like, really big, it says, um, reward, 50 gold pieces. If business is slow, we come out here to find some work sometimes. Yeah, yeah. She just looks at you and kind of shrugs, you know, like, hmm, side quest? Well, we, we know where to find them. <laughs> she rolls it up and puts it in her bag. We'll stick it on the board hey. at the office. What's, uh, what's, what's it say about the Utopia Exchange? Okay, so you, um, as you're walking along, you take a moment to read deeper on the article about the uh, the Utopia Exchange. 
Um, the article says, new, new lightning rail train will get its first real trial on the big stage. If this goes well, could lightning rail be the future of passenger travel? Question mark. Um, so if you wanted to see what you know about Utopia Exchange, because this article is just assuming you know what that is, you can roll a history check. I, um, rolling with advantage, but I got an 18. <laughs> okay, those are both pretty good. Um, so, and it's, it's a pretty big company. So, just like there are all these different detective agencies in Arbolia, there are a lot of different, um, like, shipping companies, as well as, like, mercantile companies. Um, so Utopia Exchange is a mercantile company, basically founded by one of the senators. Um, so it was founded, the CEO is Bert Holt Gumfrey. Bert Gum Gumfrey? Gumfrey. I'm taking so many notes because I don't know what what is going to be important and what isn't. That's good. This is the, how you should the, be an investigator. The weaving web. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna break the case. Exactly. So you know it's a pretty big company. They've got like a uh, one really big store and then a bunch of little stores around the city. Yeah, a lot of the businesses here in Arbolia are like local businesses, um, thanks to the, thanks to the guild. Um, there's like a mercantile guild that basically makes it almost impossible for any outside business to open up in Arbolia. Um, so it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal that they are expanding beyond the city. Anything else you want to look at? Yeah, I guess just give me the information on the Twilight. Children of Twilight. Um, yeah. Okay, so it has like um, this one has a like a sketch picture. Um, you see, it's like a, a stage, um, and then it's like a an hourglass figured woman. Um, and in like the sketch, it's it's not high detail because it's in a newspaper. Um, she's got like ears, like big tall ears. Um, and it says, starring the talented Miss Carmine Chatelaine, let her exotic beauty and enchanting voice whisk you away into a world of love, peril, and tragedy. Tickets, 15 gold pieces. What was her last name? Carmine? Ms. Chatelaine. Mm. Uh, Hildy's, like, watching you as you read the newspaper, and she's like, you taking an interest in theater? Women as powerful as Mrs. Fortbright got a lot of uh, a lot of enemies, a lot of moving pieces to consider. Oh, I see. It's all for the case, isn't it? All for the case. It's all I think about. Um, Hildy uh, slaps her finger on the newspaper at the picture of like the hourglass woman, and she's like, "I wouldn't mind a piece of that." And she like winks at you. <laughs> Do you have fifteen extra gold? Cause I don't. <laughs> maybe we finish this job we can we can spare it you know um hildy's a raging lesbian <laughs> it's canon <laughs> it's canon now i was gonna say wouldn't she have to be a barbarian to be raging she's raging nonetheless somehow some way every every uh, lesbian in your world has to take at least one level yeah of she's barbarian. got one barbarian level so she can be a raging lesbian <laughs> Um, so what is your plan uh, for the rest of the day? I'll say you wasted some time at the bar. Um, it's probably like mid-afternoon by this time. All the walking around you're doing, all the newspaper reading. Yeah. Kind of struck out at the school at this point. Well, you know. Time to investigate the mom. How so? 
find out what the company's into. See if somebody needs sway over her. Uh, I think we ought to ask around. Find who they deal with. Okay. Just like investigating a person. Are you just gonna go into stores and be like, What do you know about Fort Price shipping? That was kind of what I was trying to do at the bar, but that didn't seem to work out so we could try other bars. Oh, yeah. yeah, he kind of had a you know. thing he was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you want to try other, like, um, maybe just areas of the dock to ask around about, about Fort Bright shipping? Okay, so yeah. we'll, we'll do another general asking around. Roll a uh, persuasion check. 16. Okay. Uh, 16 is decent. Um, so you walk around the docks. Um, you can even find a few ships that are um, that are docked right now that are labeled with Fort Bright shipping. Um, so you know they're the ships that she owns. Um, and you can ask the, uh, the dock workers about it. Um, so there's a few things you can learn about the company. Um, with the 16, um, you already know that they were founded about 200 years ago. Um, I'll say you know that they were founded by her husband. His name is Tannerin Fortbright. Um, and he was an elf who has passed. He has since passed. Um, the company is mainly just basically trade. So it makes up uh, for, for a little portion of the trade coming in and out from Arbolia. So any of these mercantile companies like Utopia Shipping or Utopia Exchange would have to use her if they wanted to get anything to the whole continent of, of Io. Um, they don't really tell you much about Mrs. Fortbright herself. She's, I mean, she's the owner of the company. So while she has a hand in the profits, she doesn't have a whole lot of a, the hand in the, in the like actual day-to-day -day running of the company. So I'm gonna say you guys spend a, a couple hours like walking around asking people about the company they all seem like you know they're not they don't hate it it pays decent you know it's like a it's a pretty well-sized business here in arbolia so they're getting along but it's not like the biggest and it's not you know the most successful so who would like to see uh mrs Fortbright removed from the top you know maybe Loosen up some more pay for somebody else. <laughs> um, I'll say they can tell you about about like competitors um, in a in a general sense. So not necessarily. I think these people want her off, um, but yeah. she she definitely has competitors. Her biggest competitor and everybody's biggest competitor is the railway. Um, so especially with the new uh, lightning rail, it hasn't fully been tested. Um, but it's, it's pretty popular right now, and it's kind of dominating the, the media cycle, so it's like the most talked about thing right now. Um, so a lot of companies are kind of vying to get contracts with the lightning rail. But steam engine in and of itself is a pretty, you know, a pretty powerful system. Well, I was just, I was thinking more like in her own company. Oh, within her own company. You don't you don't get the sense that there's somebody trying to to off her from within the company. Okay. It seems like like I said she's kind of a background like a background character. Like she is the owner, yeah. She's yeah. making a lot of money from it, but it's not like she's controlling a lot of it. She's an old woman yeah. who's kind of delegated that. 
But I mean, she's still getting paid. So. Yeah, she is still getting paid, but there's not, other than like her daughter herself, there's nobody who could off her and get the money, you know? Yeah. Alright. Well, I wasn't thinking off her, but just like convince her to do something. Oh, yeah. Be, be sus. I'm gonna say you don't get that vibe. You just don't get it. Alright. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, hey, uh, cool. Hildy looks at you and she's like, it's good to be able to close something off, you know? Loose ends are problematic, so even if you find something and find that it leads nowhere, that's still a closed closed door. Gotta ask all the questions, even if you don't need all the answers. That's true. Alright. Um, so it's it's not quite late at this point, maybe around like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, but if there's not much you want to do today, you could always take a rest. Um, I'm yeah, gonna say, yeah, and around this uh, around this time, you do start hearing the pop, crack, you know, like little explosions of people setting off little fireworks. Just well, like, I'm, I'm also like stinky and bloody, so maybe it's good to turn in early today. <laughs> you see, Hildy looks at you and goes, "Oh my God, are you gonna take a shower?" Fantasy shower. Wow, I love that. Okay, let's get back to the apartment. Quick, before you change your mind. <laughs> she, like, drags you back to the apartment. <laughs> you take a fantasy shower. <laughs> it's like a shower, but the water goes up. <laughs> well, I imagine there's gotta be ways. That's what I'm saying. In a world where magic exists, how do you not invent something? You could fill a tub and then have a pipe and then have, like, a wind spell that pushes the water up. And pushes it through a little shower head and it just kind of recycles back into the tub. Yeah. yeah. See? I got it. Um, so yeah, you take a fantasy shower. Fuck it. Um, Hildy's very proud of you and you uh, you guys turn in early for the night. Um, so you're laying in bed. You're having your rest. This time you're not fully clothed. You're probably utterly naked. Because <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> I only have the one yeah. set of clothes. You literally don't own pajamas. Because that's an expense you don't need. When you could just sleep <laughs> naked with a blanket on. <laughs> Logical. Um, so yeah, you are um, you are resting. Um, and you're, you're in the middle of a very um, vivid dream. I don't know what you and dreams about, but it's... What does you and dream about? Does he have dreams? Yeah, probably. He probably dreams about like what what would it be like if I was if I did go pro like everything's so pretty good. Yeah, you're dreaming about yourself playing Draconet professionally, um, the roaring crowds. You know, you dream that you have maybe like a wife and a son who are in the stands like watching you, and then uh, as you are like running on the Draconet field with that egg shaped uh, ball, about to make it to the zone. You're going for the dive. You're like 15 feet away, and right as you're about to reach it, you hear pring, pring, pring in your dream, and it's like rocking the sky in your dream, and the ground is shaking, and you're like, no, the goal, it's like right there. You're reaching out, pring, pring, and then your eyes shoot open, and you realize um, you're laying in bed completely naked, and the spell phone is ringing. Uh, this is... Uh... You and um, you pick up the phone, put it to your um, yeah, and you hear <sighs> 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 
Orinosis. Yeah. You hear, uh, there's like a long pause, um, where all you hear is like this deep breathing. Um, and then you hear the voice say, Check the tracks! And then a click. Check the tracks? The tracks? <laughs> yeah. Um, you hear a door, like, creak open, and Hildy goes, Who was calling? I'm, I'm Hildy, I'm naked. <laughs> oh my god. That's so <laughs> she covers her eyes. That's gross, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah, I'm going I'm back to bed. bed. She slams the door. <laughs> yeah. That's so gross. He's actually really shy about being naked in front of other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can roll an insight check on the... On the very limited phone call, if you like. Yeah, it's a very distinctive voice. Mm -hmm. That is uh, a 25. So immediately upon uh, ending this call, your brain is kind of racing with, with questions. Like, uh, was this call friendly or was this kind of threatening? Um, you get the sense with your 25 insight um, that this, this call was probably intended to be helpful. Um, and that the person on the other end was probably anxious. Um, you did recognize a pretty distinctive uh, speech impediment. Um, and while you, you pretty much think that's what it was, um, you don't totally rule out the idea that they could be trying to disguise their voice. Mm -hmm. uh, what time of day is it? So it is like, like middle of the night. Yeah, it's like maybe 2.33 a.m. I hear your TV talking about sports in the background. It's canon. Uh, no, Dragon Man. Yeah, right. he's like got got the radio playing <laughs> the Dragon. Oh yeah, because like even even like in the off season, people are still talking about like yeah, how did last season go? What do they expect for next season? Yeah, exactly. Like, and you're always prospect. playing it twenty four seven. It helps you sleep. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's like my white boys. You have not finished a long rest at this point. Gosh, do I, do I need to go right now? Check. I'm assuming that they mean the, uh, what did you call it? The, the rail. Lightning rail is what I called it. I think that's Lightning. what you're talking about. Yeah. You do There's know there is, a, there is a train station, and the train station has the steam engines and the lightning rail. How far away is it? Oh, yeah. All the way up in Murky Town, it's pretty far. Yeah, that's true. I am quite hurt. Can I get used, uh, hit die? Yeah, you can have a short rest. 2d12. Alright, so I'm gonna get back. What's 30. 30 hit points for me, and I'm gonna get dressed and go down to the station. That's if I've learned anything in missing persons cases time is sensitive okay um, so Hildy like goes back to sleep um, you get up uh, and you start getting dressed you get your boots on um, you're still pretty tired without having that full rest um, but you, you did get a little bit um, and besides you don't need much sleep anyway So, as you've stated um, so you leave the, um, the flat probably as quietly as you can, so as not to wake Hildy. 
Um, and you head across town uh, towards the train station. So that's a long way to walk. Um, it probably takes you about an hour. Um, so you get there, I'm going to say around 4 a.m. Um, you're walking through uh, the Arbolian night. <laughs> um, and there, there's a few like voices. This is definitely like the most calm time. But Arbolia is a little bit of a city that doesn't sleep too much. Um, so you'll occasionally kind of hear the the passing conversation or maybe like the faint music of a nightclub and especially being this close to freedom day you're hearing like the popping of of fireworks every once in a while and finally uh you do reach uh the train station at the northernmost end of murky town um you see it is a very large train station it has three sets of tracks um two of them are good old-fashioned steam engines and the other is the prototype lightning rail that you've heard so much about and if you want to know anything deeper about that, you're going to have to roll a history check. But um, as you're walking around, you can also roll, like, perception just to kind of get a get a feel for the place. Does this station have a name? Um, I haven't given it one, but if you have one, a good one in mind, I'll roll. Uh, the Grand Gateway. Grand Gateway. You said there were two steam and one lightning yep that's right all right i guess i will perceive the perceive. things check the tracks so yeah. i will be don't forget about careful. possibly giving yourself bardic inspo so that's one roll gets out of d6 yeah and you can choose um after you see the roll but before i tell you what you get from the roll okay i'm receiving Berce 19 19 um, so as you arrive um, at the train station, you see there are a couple of street lamps here. It's pretty dim, though, especially where the trains are on the tracks. Um, you can see um, up near the building uh, of the station, there is a pay line. But you see that there's like a, some tape in front of it. Um, and it says, oh, actually, it's got like a rope clipped in front of it like it's the VIP section at a nightclub. And there's a little a little sign hanging from it and it says out of order um, for the pay line. Um, you also hear um, maybe a hundred feet or so in front of you, you hear like a cough, cough, um, somebody coughing. And as you kind of peer up there, um, you see there's a night watchman um, on guard, but appears to be just the one. And he's like sitting in a chair on the far end of the station, about a hundred feet away from you. Um, there is oh, no. also, um, I want to say one more thing, which is just that the mm -hmm. lightning rail train cars are here. Um, the two steam engines, one of them is here and the other one is gone. All right. I will go talk to the guardsman. Um, so you start walking across the station. Um, not, you know, you're not trying to be stealthy or anything. Um, just kind of peering back and forth as you're walking along. Um, and as you are going uh, to approach the guardsman, something catches your eye um, out of, like, the peripheral of your eye. And it's down on uh, the lightning rail tracks, uh, which are the ones that are the closest to the station. Um, mm -hmm. You see, like, a, a quick little gleam of something that just kind of makes you turn your head. Okay. I will look at it Okay. Uh, hard. You uh, look down onto the tracks. It's probably about a five-foot drop. Um, you spot what appears to be, in the darkness, a body. Um, you can just kind of see, like, light reflecting off 
off the corneas of somebody staring straight upwards. So you as a human don't have dark vision, right? Right. So you're just seeing like the shape, the the dark shape of a body with like this blue light from the um from the street lamps reflecting off their corneas. Okay. I'm gonna jump down there. Okay. You jump down there, it's only five feet, so you can definitely do that. Um your issue is that you need light. Interesting. Interesting. I have tinderbox. Yeah, I'll throw up a torch. Tinderbox and torch into my inventory. Okay. Um, so you light the tinderbox, um, use it to light the torch, um, and you receive light. I believe a torch gives you 20 feet bright light, 20 feet dim or something like that. Um, but it's more than enough. Um, as you light it up, um, you can make sense of a very grisly scene. Um, you see a body which seems to have been bisected by the train, and there is like a lot of blood, a lot of viscera. Um, the torso of the body is laying um, face up in the gravel um, on the side of the train, staring up into the sky, almost staring up to whoever would be looking down over the edge. Um, you see it appears to be a, um, a woman, a girl. Um, she's got red hair, uh, stained even more red with blood. And her whole uh, lower half is like mangled in the, in the train wheel. Uh, check the ears. Yeah. Okay, roll an investigation check. Do she got pointy ears? Okay. I'm gonna use my bardic on this one just okay. to cement it. Sure. So, unnatural 20. Okay, dirty 20. Um, you see, she does have slightly pointed ears. Um, honestly, with that dirty 20, is probably enough to tell you that this is most likely Callie Forbright. Uh, um, this you is my least favorite part of the job. <laughs> You see, um, just with your with your 19 perception, um, she's wearing like a seafarer's sweater um, over top of uh, like a lacy floral dress. Give me a second, let me finish my notes and then I'll figure out what I want to look for next. Sure. A seafarer's sweater and a lacy dress underneath. Mm -hmm. um, is there any other sign of trauma other than it just looks like she was hit by a train? Um, why don't you roll an investigation check? That's gonna be a 19. Nice. You kind of bend down um, to get a little closer to her. Um, it's a really good investigation check. I forgot I wanted you to roll a constitution saving throw. So roll that real quick. Okay. I want to see just how well you're doing with that. I do have a proficiency. <laughs> oh, it's a 12. I got um, one you... my bar deck. You bend down to like get a closer look like you know you should do and you feel bile like coming up uh, in your throat as you just get a huge whiff of this uh, decaying dead body um, and you take in all the viscera um, and you kind of like take a couple steps back um, so you're you're free to kind of like try to center and try again but you can't get within 10 feet of it until you until you succeed on this constitution saving throw. And you've got, I'll let you know, three tries. I will give myself the best chance, give myself bardic inspiration again. 
Take a deep breath. The uh, peanut butter and uh, broccoli sandwich. Yeah, it's like starting to come back up. The pe- you yeah. can taste the peanut butter. <laughs> oh man. Shouldn't have gotten the cinnamon raisin bread. Oh, another 11. Just going on odds, I should. So I'll just tell you it's a DC 14. So you've got about 50 50 chance on your bardic. Yeah. Actually, a little better because a plus 3 gets you to 14. Oh, okay. Boom. You just tried your third one, and so yeah. you feel it coming up on your second one. I'm gonna say you totally let loose and you just barf up your whole broccoli peanut butter sandwich. But then after that, since there's nothing in your stomach, you're like, okay, I can take it. <laughs> and you you squat back down, and I'll use your 19 investigation, so it's not wasted. As you're kind of taking a closer look at her. Um, you, you get the sense from, like, the smell of decay and, and everything that she's probably been dead nearly a day. And it strikes you as a little odd that somebody wouldn't have seen her if she's been here for a whole day. Um, it does appear that the train was the thing that bisected her. Um, it's kind of hard to tell with all the damage, but what else would really do that? Um... But as you are um, are investigating, um, you kind of like moved her hair to check her ears. Um, maybe you kind of turn her head a little bit. Um, you you get the sense that you should probably investigate the parts of her that you can't see. Um, so she's laying face up, um, and her her whole bottom half is kind of more difficult uh, to to investigate. So if you want to check any of that out, that'll be a, a separate investigation. Yeah. Be, try and be thorough. I'm assuming she went missing sometime before she was supposed to meet Gunther. It seems like he's dressed for a date. Mm-hmm. All right. Separate investigation, you said. Okay, so what are you investigating? Her, like, her bottom half, or what? Yeah, and her bottom half been split under the train. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. I'll try and get that out, too. Okay. That is a 21. Nice. Another 21. Um, so her her bottom half is very mangled. Um, most of it is just, you know, blood or, or viscera and whatnot. But you can see uh, one of her legs is, like, sticking upright. Um, and she's wearing these little, like, pumps, these little pump shoes. Um, and they're just, like, filthy. Other than the blood that stains them, they're, like, caked in mud. Um, and in fact, the mud kind of splashes up almost to her knee. Um, I'm also going to say with your 21 investigation, um, over the smell of the, of the corpse, um, you're getting a little bit of something mixed in, kind of like an ammonia smell, um, and you, you decide that maybe it's like manure. Satisfied with what I've found so far on the body, I'm going to get it get the attention of the guard. Um, so you're satisfied. Um, do you want to do one last inside check for me? Got 20! 26. Um, so you go to climb out of where the tracks are, um, and as you are pulling yourself up, you just get this gut feeling. Um, so I imagine since you're since you're somebody who rolls really high investigation but doesn't have high intelligence, I imagine you're like a, you operate by vibes, <laughs> like a, like a Dale Cooper, you operate by vibes. Yeah. Um, 
you you just get like a gut feeling and you look back over at her um you see her kind of like wide eyes her shocked face looking up at the sky um and you get the the urge uh that you need to roll her over do it all right you plop back down onto the tracks um and you kind of grab her she's she's like um she's not stiff uh like she's in rigor mortis it's like rigor mortis has come and gone you know um and you flip her over um and immediately upon flipping her over you see uh in her back there is like a a strange hole about an inch in diameter just to the right of her spine um around where her heart would be it's very precise so is there right. anything before you roll? Is there anything specific you want to be doing to investigate this? Um, I'll try to like pull down her sweater and see if I can get any more detail about the puncture wound from looking at the bare skin. Okay, go ahead and roll your investigation. And do I have the? Do you know if I would have the camera on me? I mean, that's up to you. Specify. I, yeah, I feel like you could have it, but you haven't had time to refill it, so you've just got the one image. You have the one image, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna investigate. I'm gonna get a 12. Okay. Um, so with your 12 investigation, um, you, like, pull her sweater down. That does kind of pull a lot of the blood away. Um, that's just kind of pooled onto her clothes. Even with your 12, you can see that there is a bit of, like, a black residue. It's like possibly it's a residue, possibly it's a discoloration around the hole. I'm trying to decide if I want to just get a close-up picture of the wound or just get a picture of the whole scene. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll I'll like put the body back over and try and just get a picture of the whole scene just so I can give it to the to the uh, what are they called the IO. Oh yeah, the inspector's office. Yes. Okay. You set her back down the way you found her, um, and you climb out of the tracks, and you turn around, um, and you snap a photo. Um, so I'm going to say low-light conditions are at play here, so it's probably the same in intelligence check. Um, I'm just going to say it's a DC 13 intelligence check. Boom. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, so you expose the image, and just as you're sliding the cover back on, thinking that's been exposed long enough, um, you hear a voice shout, Hey, you, what you doing there? You know the station's closed. Well, uh, somebody should tell her that. <laughs> um, you see the guard is, like, walking over to you. He's holding a torch. Um, and he walks up and he's like, Now what's that? And he turns and he sees what you gesture at. And he goes, Whoa, mama! Um, I'm gonna make a constitution saving throw for this guard. We got another jumper? Oh, no. Oh, no. What do you get? F4. He goes, Oh! <laughs> and you see he, like, barfs on the ground. And it's, like, just a lot of crackers. Like, just many hella crackers. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, my God! Oh my god! I haven't seen something like that! Oh! Oh! I gotta- I gotta call this in! Um, and you see he goes to walk towards the pay line and sees that it's, like, broken, and he goes, Oh! Um, you see he turns back around after, uh, after his barf session. He's still got a little on his chin, and he looks at you and he goes, 
you gotta stay here, all right? You gotta stay, you gotta stay right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this in, okay? I'm gonna call it in and you stay right here. Um, you see he's like motioning at you with his hands, but going to walk to the, the next nearest pay line, which is like, pretty we far We are literally away. the furthest away. Either, yeah. yeah, F or E, but they're both like equally far away. Yeah, it's pretty far. He's like, stay right here. All right, what's your name? What's your name? Tell me your name. You can't lie to me. I'm a. I'm from the inspector's office. You can't lie to me, okay? What's you and Ursus. You and Ursus. Okay. Uh, you see, he quickly like pulls out a pad and is like scribbling on it as he's walking away. Okay, don't go anywhere, you and. Can I give him my business card? Yeah, if you want. Yeah. Okay. Here. All right. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna call this in. All right. Thanks. Bye. And he runs. He runs off. What is Ewan's Ewan's plan to head back to the flat? Get the rest of his sleep? They know where to find me. Alright. Alright. I feel like I feel like PIs would have to be like registered with the inspector's office. Yeah, they they definitely know who you are. Um, so you head back to your flat, um, not too worried about the guard, um, but definitely have a lot swimming through your brain regarding the job that you have received. Um, and you're thinking about informing Mrs. Fortbright about what you found. <laughs> Who done it? It was a suicide the whole time. It was a suicide. <laughs> Worst case of suicide I ever see. <laughs> Alright, so if anybody's listening to this in the hereafter in the future, thanks. Goodbye. Good night. Good, good night. <laughs>